friends, welcome back to the podcast and this week we really have a special treat uh, talking with Steve Addison. Steve, uh, many of you will know, recently said goodbye to his wife after a, a struggle with cancer and I went to the funeral, I had the incredible privilege of visiting Michelle a few days before she went and um, um, it was just such a amazing, positive process to watch Steve and Michelle walk through the 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 final parts of Michelle's life, but also their their glorifying Jesus with the gospel and the the whole time. I just thought it would be really great to hear from Steve of how he's going, but also just the idea of this gospel is true and real in the hardest of times and in the hardest of places and when we're facing that one reality of life and death, uh, what does the gospel mean? And so as we talk to Steve, uh, I hope that you really get encouraged with faith but also the the relevance of, of what we're doing as we go out and make disciples, seeing people transfer from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light to be able to follow Jesus into eternity that this counts, this is really true, this is really real. So, Steve, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's good to be with you, Dave. Steve, um, first and foremost, how are you doing right now after Michelle passed uh, over a month ago? Mm. The listener will be wondering, oh, how's he going? Yeah, well, I think um, it's been a long journey. You know, I, I can't imagine what it'd be like to suddenly lose someone mm. because, you know, we, we started this journey about four years ago um, and along the way there have been sort of obstacles we've had to or gates we've had to go through of new realisations of, of the, the march of this evil cancer. Mm. Um, and so there's been a lot of tears, a lot of grief, stretching back probably three and a half years. And that doesn't take away the sense of loss and the, um, the, the pain of that, but um, it does prepare you, you know. And the other thing is we just had an incredible funeral. Do you know, you were there and, and other Praxis friends were there. Um. Really, Michelle's life and the glory of God shone through in the midst of the tears and the loss and the sadness. Uh, it was a magic day when when we said, you know, goodbye to Michelle in that sense. So how I'm dealing, I'm, I'm not in the, I have at times over the last years been in, in deep, you know, sorrow and, and, and emotion and all of that. Both Michelle and I had the, those experiences together. But right now I'm, there's a deep sense of satisfaction in the goodness of God. Um, in you know, <laughs> One of the things we did um, when it was becoming obvious the Lord wasn't going to heal Michelle, and we just looked at each other and we said, we made it. We did it. You know, we finished well, 42 years of marriage, 43 years sort of together. and um, and, you know, look at what God's done in us and through us, the kids we've got, the grandkids, the disciples uh, who've come to know Christ and gone on with him. And, um, you know, so 
there's it's just a mixture. Um, and, and then practically, uh, Michelle is the finance admin guru, you know. So <laughs> I, I just write books and <laughs> talk about movements. So the wonderful, it's actually a blessing that, um, you know, since, since, uh, since she died over a month ago now, there's just a lot of stuff to do, you know. In terms of just legal stuff and financial stuff, yeah. getting things in, 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 and it's nice to be active without being too busy. It, it, cause now you, uh, you know, she prepared a list. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ticking off the list. I've been to the couple of banks this morning, sorting things out. So it, it I don't think for me, I don't want to be at home alone now. Um, cause Kids have gone back to London and that sort of stuff or back up in Sydney and mm. I don't want to be just sitting around grieving. You you want to have some helpful activity, just enough, mm. and then the grief, the sadness comes when it comes, um, but you're not just focused in on yourself. Um, and in another sense, you can't go back to normal life. So I'm, I'm just trying to, yeah. you know, have have time. But still get a few things done. Yeah. So that's that's a rambling how am I doing? <laughs> that's great. And I mean, there cannot be a bigger game changer in one's life to then have someone like your your partner, uh, your wife, your husband die. Um but Steve in, in processing all this and you know, from talking about movements and many people will know you as as the guy who catalyzed them into movement and reading your books and i've met people around the world that says steve addison you changed my life you know and um how is what you've just gone through relevant to the worker who will listen to this and go well i just i read his book and and how how does this land in 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 you as you look at God's God's big picture? Mm. Well, um, you know, my mind immediately goes back to the the last book I've done on Acts and the movement of God, and this deep realization of the triumph of God, his word and his spirit advancing, never taking a step back. And yet the messengers, the catalysts, are beaten. They're in shipwrecks. You know, they're in prison. (laughs) They don't have enough money. (laughs) And, um, And yet somehow God triumphs in the midst of of hardship and suffering. Um, and And then you think, well, isn't isn't that what Jesus showed us? So this this strange paradox that this is a work of God and he will fulfill it. Mm. And he's chosen us and called us into this work. And yet we're going to be buffeted at times. Um, I mean, Paul saw miracles, he had visions, but he also got beat up and dragged out and left to die outside some town. He he also, you know, almost drowned in a shipwreck. Uh, And then the guy's crawling up onto the beach, you know, (laughs) and they need some firewood to warm themselves. And 
It's just like Indiana Jones. This this snake latches onto him. I'm thinking, Lord, give him a break, will you? <laughs> and and yet somehow in the midst of this turmoil which is our lives, in the midst of our weakness and shortcomings and and limitations, God is doing what he does. He's rescuing lost people and he's forming disciples into communities and the gospel keeps breaking into new barriers. So what does he want from us? He wants us to trust him when it doesn't make sense. You know, so what better opportunity than um, going that journey with cancer over three and a half, maybe four years um, together, still believing, you know, and trusting him for the breakthroughs, for the healing, because God heals. Um, but but w- where are we when he doesn't? You know, he's heard us and he's answered, and the answer is no. Um, and, um, well, he's, he's there too because his, his son wasn't rescued. He was through the resurrection, but he faced death. Um, he faced rejection, all of those things that you'd think, you know, the enemy tried to tell him, well, look, God's not even, you know, the father's not even going to let your, your foot strike the ground. You know, he's promised he'll send angels to, you know, you jump off the tower, you know, as though super faith could somehow protect you from the hardship of serving God in the real world. That's right. Um, so Jesus saw miracles and he was also crucified. And, and God is at work in both. Um, and so, you know, um, it was a dreadful experience and a wonderful experience to go this four years together with Michelle. The Lord is faithful, Dave. I, I don't know if you've worked that out, but regardless of appearances, even unanswered prayer, he is good. Um, yeah. Do you want me to keep preaching or <laughs> you got another question? <laughs> and this, you know, because of what we went through, because of what we went through together in this, it's become part of who we are. You know, you wonder, how does God change me? Is it just the, it is the exercise of your will. Um, but there's, there's a deep, deep change that comes um, at a time like this where you're waiting on God and the answers aren't coming. And you open your eyes and you look around and there's family, there's your children, there's loved ones who are getting a glimpse of the glory of God through Michelle's suffering and her faithfulness to the Lord to the very end. I mean, the power of God was not at work to heal her, but was at work to reveal himself, Um, you know, not just the day of the funeral, but everything leading up to and after. It It was just awesome. So... Yeah, that's that's what's coming out of my heart anyway. Mm. That's awesome. I can remember you talking about gathering, reading the scriptures, praying with many people around with Michelle and and that kind of reality of um the presence of God coupled with the hope of God in the midst of this. This is not the end. This is just part of the story. So 
Amazing stuff. Um, how is, um, you know, for, for some people the gospel is a formula, but it's much bigger and much more. Um, if I could ask this question, not about the formula of the gospel, but how has the gospel been relevant both to you and Michelle in this season? Um, how has it been alive to you and brought life and comfort to your heart? Look, we've been out to share with so many friends, relatives, and neighbours. You know, I'm I'm just thinking of our neighbours just just next door, and and often people will say because they they want to be they they want to say something, and and they're well meaning, but they'll say, you know, I'm just it's amazing how positive Michelle is. You know, we need to stay positive, and I, I thought to myself, well, at some point, human positivity isn't going to raise her from the dead. <laughs> now, I didn't say it like that to them. I just said, yeah, she is amazing. But you know the secret to her positivity? She's got such a strong faith in Jesus, and he's risen from the dead, you know, and, and she has a hope in that. And all of a sudden people start sharing, you know, oh, yeah, I've, I've got a you know, Greek Orthodox background, and, and you don't hear people talking like that. And all of a sudden we you know, the gospel's getting out. It's like when when you're going through this, the great thing is who who's going to be upset with you for talking about Jesus, you know? <laughs> so, you know, how's Michelle today? Yeah. Well, she's really doing it tough, but, you know, her faith is strong and um, and, and we have a hope because of, of who Jesus, has, what Jesus has done. Um, and so that was happening with so many people. Even now, I've been walking the dog. Um, I've now got to do the early morning shift that she did. I do the afternoon and early morning <laughs> shift. That's what she's left mm. me with, the dog. <laughs> Jasper, the dog. Yeah, Jasper, the dog. Um, two days ago, I met three people who came up to me and they recognized Jasper from the early morning and, and they asked me about Michelle. Some knew she'd passed. One had been, her husband came to the funeral. These are just people who met her on the beach and she shared with them and I get another chance to share with them how, you know, how God's been at work in us through this hard time. And um, so I've never, you know, it's God is is using whatever circumstance we're in, whether He heals or whether we find Him in 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 hardship. Uh, it resonates with people uh, all around the. We had people who'd only ever met her on the beach who turned up to the funeral um, at at the local church here. Um, so, you know. We don't despair. Paul says, you know, we're hard-pressed. And he says, I, I feel like the sentence of death has been placed upon me. You know, it's not a negative confession. It's just the hard reality of serving God in, in a broken world. But he says this comes, I think it's 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians, <laughs> I'm not sure, one, one of the Corinthians somewhere. He says this has come so that, we learn not to rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Um, one way or another, you know, he raises the dead in this life and the life to come. And the most important thing 
is actually not do we suffer or are we healed? Do you know does does James get beheaded and then somehow Peter gets busted out of prison? The main things is that people know the Lord Jesus. Um, That's and right. So whatever whatever hand we're dealt, um, this is our opportunity to bring glory to Him. Fantastic, Steve. You've just um, written a a, a tribute to Michelle. And I think you're going to be publishing that on your blog site. And um, um, let's 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 focus on that a little bit and give you know celebrate Michelle's life and and some of that good good things that we we celebrate with looking at this this precious precious life that God gave, especially to you, but also to many many people. And she poured herself out. Could you just talk a little bit about that and talk about, um, yeah, how we can celebrate Michelle? Well, one one way, and this is such joy, you know, about a decade ago she pioneered, this is, uh, she famously said to me, Steve, you've, you've written a great book there on movements, but when are you going to do something? You know, <laughs> well, she went out and did something. She started a pioneered a ministry to internationals in Box Hill, English Conversation Club, and then integrated Discovery Bible Reading, um, which most, not, you know, virtually all of them were, were up for, uh, and then followed up those who wanted to know more. Well, we've got lifelong friends out of that, you know, Chinese, Singaporean, Persian, you know, Iranians. There's an Iranian couple there, dear friends. And many of them have turned to the Lord. And so there you have, 10 years later or maybe eight years later, um, uh, there's the people that Michelle's led to Christ and discipled. There's Dave Everard, who she trained and raised up to take over this ministry. And it's still going on today, a decade later. Um, He's still uh, taking people through Discover Bible Reading. and uh, and and just to realize, you know, the legacy that we have. It look it it did multiply, but you wouldn't call it a multiplying movement. But to look at, you know, there's um, you know Linda and Frank. <laughs> you know, they're a Chinese couple. They've been here a decade, and mm. they've come to know the Lord. Or or there's Spring watching online in Canada. She was a Taiwanese, and she's been baptized by Michelle and discipled, and she's going on strong with her husband and family. So I think um, to see the legacy of, you know, even some family who shared in the service who aren't haven't yet turned to the Lord, but they just so admired her love for God and, and for them. Um, so you realize that a funeral like that is a whole lifetime in the making. So each of us, the, the great news is the statistics are in and a hundred percent of us, if the Lord doesn't return in our lifetime, a hundred percent of us are going to die. <laughs> and today's the day to prepare. Well, how's that going to go? Um, and it's not to feel the burden of, um, uh, you know, uh, that I've got to make disciples, so I've got a legacy. It's just that's the fruit of of our lives that we can celebrate. People can celebrate one day. 
That's amazing, Steve. So as you look forward and as you're processing what 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 is God doing, what what are you looking forward to? What's the future hold for you? Are you just going to retire now and just um just yeah? Are we seeing the end of Steve Addison, or is this what's what's uh, what's ahead for you, mate? Well, if I do, I might need a golfing partner, Dave, or <laughs> or someone to take me out back camping and. But um, this is what I, I, I feel, uh, not like I said, to be active, not too busy. Uh, I, I have four kids and, and three and a half grandchildren. Um, so between now and Christmas, they'll be sort of putting the house in order and the finances in order and, and, and spending time with family. But I also felt I, I, I'm not ready to dive back into ministry that I'm primarily responsible for so um, i'm heading out january 1 for greece Mm. which is we're building a hub there that's serving you know the region the middle east and north africa central asia and into europe and even sub-saharan africa so i'll i'll be based there but doing trips to those different parts of the region but not so much you know, Steve, the writer and speaker is turning up. It's more, how can I serve? There's some, some regional guys that we'll, we'll just do trips together. Or there's also a, a work amongst refugees occurring in, in Greece that's seeing a lot of good fruit. So I'll do that for a couple of months simply to, to get out and be active without being too busy and, and allow God to work on me. Um, just to come to terms with the loss of Michelle. And then I think asking him towards the end of that couple of months, Lord, what, what is next? Because there is another, um, an era, Lord willing, there's another, um, uh, another stage that he has for me. And I'm blissfully ignorant of what that is right now. And I don't want to know. I just yeah. feel like get, get lost for a few months. Um, and put your house in order, love the kids and the grandkids, and then go get lost. But, but do something. Don't, don't just, you know, sit. Well, you can't sun yourself in Greece at the, in, in, in January, February because it's winter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's my plan. Do I have another book in me? Mm, I don't know. Uh, what am I going to do with the podcast? I don't know. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, but I, but unlike you, Dave, I'm 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 free of of a lot of responsibilities at the moment, and I just want to see what's what's the Lord up to, and I want to be close to the people who are on the front line, learn from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no doubt in my mind that God has special season in front. And as we just allow that to emerge and allow that to, to form, God will, God will just uh, take you and use you. God, God has much uh, to do. And we, we're just really looking forward to, to, to walking with that. And, and, um, and for us to be able to serve you, Steve, and to see God's best come through you. Wonderful stuff, yeah. Um, Steve, um, as we come to the end of the podcast and just uh, this this reflection and this time, uh, I'm I'm just blessed because of the 
the focus on glorifying Jesus in everything and the focus on on Jesus being in in the good times but also the hardest of times and um mm. uh and that was so evident and the I went up to you and said, that's one of the best funerals I've ever been to, Stephen. You just said, one of the best? <laughs> I said, well, I did watch the Queen's funeral, and that was pretty good. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but um, um, it, it was because it was, it was just, um, yeah, Jesus was so honored and glorified. And for the listener, you might even want to go and have a look at it. I think it's on YouTube and, and um, we will also be flashing the links to the celebration of Michelle's life uh, on on this. Uh, if you want to just jump over to the listener and and have a read, Steve, how would you encourage the listener, and how would you finish us as we look at um, look at uh, Jesus being glorified in all things? Well, I think I'd, I'd say be be prepared for the 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 worst, the greatest challenges you can imagine, um, and expect to find God in them. Uh, expect uh, to lean into your weakness in order to discover the glory and the power and the presence of God. That's what I'd say. You know, in, in, Michelle died in this room where I'm sitting now. People say, does that freak you out? Does it? No, no. You know, this is a place of a holy place where not only did we cry together, but we also experienced the glory and the goodness of God as, as a couple. Um, surrounded by our kids, we, we cared for Michelle right up to the end with the support of palliative care from a Catholic hospital. Are amazing, um, and so expect the turmoil. You know, there there are workers right now in Lebanon that are, 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 are they don't know what their future is, but they're in the midst of, of t- turmoil right there, um, making disciples. Um, so so expect hardship. I, I told a, a new disciple the other day. I said. Um, I said, brother, it's 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 going to be hard, and it's going to be good, because God is good. Um, that's that's what I've learned that you you can find Him in any circumstance. Answered prayer, unanswered prayer, death, life, new life. Um, but what the unchanging thing is the character of God revealed to us in the Lord Jesus. So make him your goal, not a movement your goal. A movement is the fruit of people who place him first and uh, do his will. Um, so it's, it's nice to have come, you know, to have overcome, you know, my own weaknesses and limitations and sins as a, as a husband, you know, and, and, and to have loved one another to the very end. Um, it's a beautiful gift of God, and the overflow of that is the gospel's going out.